fear the talking queers. Hey bitches! Hey hoes! I'm Frankie. I'm Jake. And we are Fear the Talking Queers. Ooh! Ooh womp womp! Halloween is coming, bitch! I know, every every day it's closer to the, to the day. <laughs> every day it gets closer <laughs> to the day. You heard it here right. first, folks. One step closer to the end of the month. <laughs> yes. um, so, I don't know about you, but growing up, Halloween was the holiday to celebrate like it was my favorite oh yeah well my birthday is actually um eight days after halloween so growing up i always had like halloween birthday parties so halloween Uh, was not only a celebration of halloween it was also a celebration of me (laughs) circling back to you yes it's all about jay yeah so those are my real halloween priorities we're actually just celebrating myself um (laughs) no but i probably think that is that's great i mean that's probably why i like at the root of it why i love halloween and all things spooky is because i grew up with you know having halloween themed birthday parties like we'd always have like my birthdays a week or so early you know, so everybody could dress oh, up. That's you know, everybody dressed up, and it was like the, they were always the most slam parties. My mom knew how to throw a birthday party, and all the kids were, they loved it. And so did I, because I was the queen of the Halloween ball. <laughs> <laughs> come one, come all to my Halloween ball. <laughs> yes. How did you know what <laughs> the invitation said? <laughs> I don't know. Wendy Williams always says that. Oh my God. Was she there? Yes, absolutely. That's my mom. <laughs> oh. <laughs> But did you watch any spooky shit back then? Like when you were little? Um, absolutely. Like, spook- okay. like spooky kid shows. I mean, if you're like, I mean, I don't say if you're a true horror fan, but I mean, most would say that everybody had these sort of like transitional shows that, you know, really yeah. solidified. Like the age appropriate things right. so, from your childhood that led into a horror fascination. Yes, absolutely. So, of course, my number one is Are You Afraid of the Dark on Nickelodeon. That show oh uh, was my favorite. I would watch Snick every weekend in anticipation to watch Are You Afraid of the Dark. Yes, yes. I Okay, so... The two episodes I remember of Are You Afraid of the Dark is the one with, it was kind of like a La Llorona type, like she was like white, and, a, mm. and I remember her walking through a cemetery, but I don't remember what the story was about. And the other one was with Tia and Tamara, and one yes. of them was like a lizard yes. person. Yes, the chameleon, and, or they like, yeah. Yes. And she switches with the chameleon. Is that what it is, chameleon? Something like that. Yeah, I think it is. Yes, and they uh, they switch bodies, and the chameleon is her, and she's stuck as a lizard. Yes. Yes, I remember that one, too. I haven't watched that one. I actually just recently, just because, you know, as Halloween is approaching, and, you know, on social media, and especially having an Instagram now dedicated to horror things, like all the, all the horror peeps have all been talking about Are You Afraid of the Dark again? And so I got a little, you know, subscription to Nick Hits, like wow. you know a couple dollars and they have all I didn't of, know that existed yeah and they have all of are you afraid of the dark on there and so um i've been putting it on as i've been going to bed much to joey's dismay who's like Ugh, turn this shit off <laughs> 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 he's like can we watch something we oh both want to watch <laughs> and um right 
So yeah, I've been like watching random ones. Like to be honest, like it's so, it's so corny. corny. Oh my god, so corny and so nineties. You know, it's yes. it obviously as an adult watching it back, it's more about the nostalgia of it, right? As opposed yeah, to like it's super silly. Yeah, because I'm not watching this. Like, the quality. Yeah, yeah, I'm not like, ooh, this is so yeah. scary. I'm like, oh no. But you know, I think the magical part of Are You Afraid of the Dark was always that the beginning, the intro to the story when the kids were around the campfire yeah. and be like, the, my, the midnight you know, society. Yes, and then they throw the sand in the fire and it kind of glistens yes. and glitters. Yeah. I love that. Opalins. Right, opalins. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I I would. I remember I tried to do that one time, grab some sand, throw it on a fire, and all I did was... Put it out. Burn. <laughs> I was like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> I thought I was the part of the midnight fucking society. Uh, no, um, no, you was not. But some of my favorite episodes are... Um, I remember uh, this one called The Tale of the Midnight Madness which I even suggested Ooh. for um, a fellow podcast uh, called Horror Bandwagon to do a little, you know, in their Are You Afraid of the Dark episode they have coming out. And um, But basically, it's uh, it's like a Nosferatu, Ooh. you know? And it was, like, it was like the story about a kid who works at a movie theater, like an old-style movie theater, like you did, bitch. Oh, my God. That sounds like me. Uh, it was like in danger of going to uh, foreclosure and he, he's trying to save the theater and um, there's like this reoccurring character in the Are You Afraid of the Dark series called Dr. Vink and so Ooh. Dr. Vink shows up and he you know he always brings the mess he always brings the nonsense and the magical whatnot you know sounds like the devil yeah the mischief and so he he's like if you play this movie in your theater then the people will come and so then the kid's like, great. So he puts on the movie and it's a, like a black and white silent film Nosferatu movie. And, you know, the crowds start pouring in. <laughs> They're like, wow, this is the best movie we've ever shown. And then um, <laughs> basically Nosferatu ends up coming out of the screen and uh, haunting these children. Killing. Yeah, I think he ki- oh. I think he even like kills the manager of I don't know if he oh. I'm pretty sure he dies. I you know, I haven't watched it in a while. But, um, His death is off screen. Yeah, I think they find him and he's been like drained. Um, the manager. And uh, I, that used to scare me. I used to have dreams that Nosferatu was walking down the street of my house. That did not make sense. That Nosferatu was walking down the street towards my house in the middle of the night while I was in bed. Like it was like an empty, like in my mind, it was like an empty street. There's like wind blowing and leaves going, and Nosferatu is just making his way to my house. Just walking. Damn bitch, you had the shit gave you nightmares. Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, I was a kid. Like, you know, when I was a kid, it wasn't corny. It was, you know, (laughs) I put myself in that situation. Right, it's true. I always wanted to be a part of the horror mess. So, my favorite from growing up was definitely. Dun, 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 dun. Goosebumps. I was like, dun, 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 right? dun, 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 I thought you were doing roller coaster. No, Goosebumps. Yes. Also um, a classic. So, and so Say Pod and Die is the podcast that does everything Goosebumps. And I was chatting with them um, on their comments uh, a little while ago um, about some of the memorabilia that I had growing up. I had the 
you know, mask, the Halloween mask of the TV version of the Haunted Mask. Uh, Carly, I was Carly Beth for Halloween one year. best. And we were... The best. Little inside scoop. We were going to be doing a little uh, Haunted Mask uh-huh. episode for you guys. But then everybody else is doing it. And we're like, okay, we got to... Re- I know. We got to rethink. We thought we were being clever, but I guess not. <laughs> but luckily, you won't be missing out on Haunted Mask. Uh, madness because say pot and die is doing an episode on the haunted mask and the horror bandwagon they're also doing a haunted mask episode so right. you'll get plenty of insight into this tv episode totally um so that'll be really exciting but i absolutely loved that episode me too i already that watched it, part it this year. one part two. Oh, you already watched it i already watched it oh, this year oh i haven't watched it yet yeah, is it on nick hits no it's on netflix <gasps> all of goose no yeah, all of goosebumps is on netflix oh Yes. Yes. And so it was on there last year, yes, too. Yes. And uh, my favorite part about it is that it's so Canadian. <laughs> it's mm-hmm. it's. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. Like, the amount of the stories in there are hilarious to me. I just love the actress that plays Carly Beth. She totally she, committed to her character. That bitch goes for it. She's hilarious. Like, it was her little voice that she makes, even as, like, the haunted <laughs> Yes. It's so good. It's so good. Um, but also, in addition to, you know, Goosebumps, I loved So Weird oh. on Disney Channel. Yeah, that was a good one. Remember I, that one? Yeah, I didn't, wa- um, I didn't watch that one as much, but I did, like, come back to it every so often. I watched it a lot, but now when I look back on it, I really can't remember much about it, except that it was mostly, like, alien stuff. Right, yeah, yeah. I think that was a little, like, yeah, a little more, like, sci-fi. Sci-fi-ish, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but other than that, what about movies growing up? Well, Halloween well, Town. Well, before movies, I just want I want to oh. give a shout out to uh, another one I watched as more of like a 10, 12-year-old was Big Wolf on Campus. Did you ever watch that? Oh, my God. No. Who just posted about that? Uh, I, yeah, I think somebody else just posted about it. But that The sh- Horror Bandwagon. Oh. Yeah, uh, again, yeah, I think that they posted it. Bitch, they're on our fucking tails. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, uh, yeah. Uh, Big Wolf on Campus was like this great like Canadian you know kid show was on Fox Family and I used to watch it every day after school. I it, it was sort of like a team. It was like uh, the high school football jock um, who gets bit by a werewolf and he ends up having to make friends with like the outcast nerdy kid and uh, basically he just like fought all these different horror movie monsters and it was like it's like stupid and cheap, but um, so I loved it. It was all and it's probably how I learned a lot about like classic horror movie monsters and stuff because every week he was like battling like a version of like the creature from the black lagoon or like a mummy or things like that so that was um pretty educational i would say yeah that's a great show and it stars that one bitch from twilight uh rachel lafayette um who played the redhead (laughs) the redheaded bitch who got replaced by bryce dallas howard and in the third one oh but she also got replaced in this one. She went off to college because in real life she went off to college. And so they replaced her with another girl. So she has a history. God, she just can't stick to any project. No, I mean, what a flake. I know. Don't cast her. No, no, no. <laughs> anyway, so back to movies. Yeah, movies. Halloween Town. Yes. I, I love Halloween I've already Town. watched Halloween Town 1 and 2 this year. <laughs> Damn, bitch. You watched the one they're in high school? <laughs> no, I did not watch that one. Show did. Um, I also loved um, Under Wraps. Was that what it was called? 
With the mummy? Under wraps? I mean, that sounds like it's about a mummy. I don't think I've ever seen that. I don't know. I think it was that one. Um, what about mom's dating a vampire? Oh what my gosh. My uh, mom's got a with date with Carolyn a vampire. Ray. Yeah. Mom's got a date with a vampire. That was on Disney Channel. And Mr. Sheffield. Yes. the vampire. Yes. The DCOMs, they... They killed. They came it. with it. Yeah, they did. I even remember like "Don't Look Under the Bed." Yeah, scary. Was a one. That one was scary. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. Uh, I'd probably say my other ones that I watched when I was a kid. Uh, I mean Casper. I always liked Casper. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, and then uh, I don't think I've. I, you know, I actually didn't see Casper until about a year ago. Really, I saw Casper at a drive-in theater. When I was young. Oh my god! And uh, I, that shit's coming back now. So, <laughs> the first movie my mom ever took me to, R-rated, a horror movie, right? Was Halloween Resurrection. But <sighs> did I talk? Did we talk about this already? I think so because I begged, I begged years prior to this, I begged her to take me to see Sleepy Hollow. I wanted to see Sleepy Hollow so bad. She's like, No, I'm not taking you to see that. No, no, no. You're too young. You're too young. Then she takes me two years later, or what, three years later, to see fucking Halloween Resurrection. Right. And I think. Like, Thanks, Mom. Yeah, I feel like I've <laughs> talked about this before, but I, yeah, I remember I begged my dad to take me to see Halloween Resurrection, and he. Yes. yes and he, yes, and this. he refused, and I cried, and he was like, no, and you're, yeah, you're, that's too adult for you. And he's like, yeah. I was like, but I see, I own Scream. Yeah. And he's like, this is and different. And you know what? When, when we didn't we we didn't need those movies though because we had like Beetlejuice, yes. Adam's Family. Uh, we had some some good stuff in our generation. Yes, absolutely. Like that sort of Tim Burton generation was great. Um, you know, oh, Nightmare Before Night Before Christmas, Edward Scissorhands, um, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Do you like Frankenweenie? I love Frankenweenie. I love Frankenweenie. Yes, I can't wait to watch it. We should do an episode on that. I always like scroll by it on Disney Plus and go, I can't wait to watch that, but I don't feel like it's the right time. Like there's movies like I have to like wait until it's like the right time. Yes, yes. I feel like that's one you want to watch a little bit closer. Yeah, absolutely. But then of course, the number one of all time for me is Hocus Pocus. Of course. Oh my God. Stop right there thank you very much <laughs> i love hocus pocus yes i mean who doesn't love hocus pocus if you don't you're probably a stone cold bitch with no soul <laughs> literally joey doesn't like it though <laughs> what he does well, my point my point <laughs> point case in point Point and point case. <laughs> <laughs> no he just, i don't think he grew up with it and so he like does not he like he watches it every year because I'm like, it's time for Hocus Pocus. And he's like, Ugh. I even made us. So in um, Hollywood at the, um, what is it? The, the Disney theater that they have there. What is it? What the, the El Capitan, which oh. is like the, it's like this really classic, you know, movie theater that they show Disney oh, movies. Yes. At. And yeah. um, one year I like literally made it. I bought us tickets. We went and we saw Hocus Pocus on the big screen and I was Ooh. so excited because it's like a really beautiful classic theater and it was like such a fun experience and they had a whole exhibit for Hocus Pocus with all the costumes from the movie and everything which is so amazing and we went there and Joey's ass fell asleep in 15 minutes <laughs> oh <laughs> slept, slept through it and I was like oh well 
I mean, but I get. I mean, I get it. It's like if you didn't grow up with it, you just you know you're like, okay, whatever. This is like I think I've heard other people who are like, I don't, <laughs> you know, I don't care about it. But it's like I don't know. It has so much nostalgia no. for me. That's a movie that I used to watch like not even at Halloween time. It'd be like July. And I was oh, all hocus pocus. No, yeah, you can pop that movie in whenever. It's enjoyable. That movie all also year came round. out in July, I think. It did. That's why it failed miserably yeah. in theaters when it first came out. What a stupid choice. I think that a lot of older horror fans have that sort of reverence for things um, like in Friday the 13th, mm-hmm. uh, Nightmare on Elm Street, and of course, Evil Dead, which is the movie that we're talking about this week. What's that? But of course, we're talking about <laughs> <laughs> but of course, we're talking about the 2013 Evil Dead. Yes. So um, before we get into that, uh, here's a little synopsis of Evil Dead. You are all going to die tonight. Evil Dead, released in 2013, directed by Fede Alvarez and written by Roto Sayagas. Our film begins with a young woman running through a spooky-ass forest. She's captured by two men, one of which hits her with the butt of an axe. She wakes up in a mysterious basement where she's chained to a pole, where her father and an old woman doing some chanting in Welsh look on. The girl begs to be released, but the old woman urges the man to kill his daughter. After pleading to her father for her life, she is then doused with gasoline. Before her father can set her ablaze, a demon that has been inhabiting her body comes forth and begins to lash out. Her father grabs a shotgun, tells her he loves her, and pulls the trigger. We then move to a mysterious cabin in the woods sometime later, where a group of friends arrive in order to help recovering addict Mia, played by Jane Levy, through what is predicted to be an intense drug detox. Most notably is Mia's brother, David, played by Shiloh Fernandez, much to her surprise as David has been absent from many big life moments, including the death of their mother, whom David viewed as being emotionally abusive. Along with David is his girlfriend, Natalie, played by Elizabeth Blackmore, friend and nurse, Olivia, played by Jessica Lucas, and Eric, played by Lou Taylor Pucci. Oh, and can't forget David's dog, Grandpa. The friends enter the cabin once owned by Mia and David's parents. Mia is immediately overwhelmed by a foul smell. Olivia assures her that she's just hypersensitive as she continues to detox. We even learn from Olivia and Eric that Mia's drug use was so bad, she legally died from an overdose before being revived by paramedics, a situation David was not even aware of. Mia begins to experience intense withdrawal symptoms and complains about the smell. Grandpa sniffs out the source of the smell, the cellar door covered in blood. The group decide to check down into the basement and discover a bunch of dead cats hanging from the ceiling in a way that resembles a witchcraft ceremony as well as a book wrapped in a trash bag and barbed wire. As Mia paces in the rain outside, Eric breaks through the barbed wire and opens the book that appears to be bound in human pieces of flesh, ignoring the book's written warnings to never read the book. He finds a scratched out incantation and is able to recover it and begins to say the words out loud. Mia, still outside, vomits and then sees something in the woods staring at her. Panicked, Mia declares that she can no longer stay at the cabin and steals Eric's car. Distraught, she drives recklessly through the rain and is startled by the ominous figure standing in the middle of the road, causing her to drive off the side of the road and into the swamp. When Mia recovers, she crawls out of the swamp, only to be met by the figure, a demonic version of herself. The trees and vines grab a hold of Mia, holding her limbs apart, as the figure vomits a black substance that crawls up Mia's leg and into her kuchiku. Yes, I'm not joking. Anyways. Mia makes her way back to the cabin, traumatized. 
As David tries to console her, she insists that there is something outside that she now thinks is inside the cabin with them, and she pleads for all of them to leave the cabin. Meanwhile, poor Grandpa is killed, and David discovers him in a hole in the tool shed. David believes Mia did it, and that she's a danger of hurting herself and the others. Mia begins to show signs of demonic possession while in the shower, the scalding hot water peeling the flesh off her body. She's pulled out by David, and he attempts to drive them away in the rain, only to find that they are trapped by a massive flood, and they must return to the cabin. That's when all hell really breaks loose. Mia, after attempting to shoot David with a shotgun, is fully possessed by the demons, claiming that they're all going to die tonight. She ain't wrong. After vomiting all over Olivia's face, Mia is forced into the cellar, which is chained shut. Olivia is the next victim of demon possession, as Eric finds her in the bathroom, sawing her own face off. After she attacks Eric with a syringe, stabbing him several times in the face, Olivia is subdued by Eric, smashing her in the head with a toilet water tank lid. When David and Natalie discover Eric, he confesses about reading the book, and David instructs Natalie to get water and sugar to help the profusely bleeding Eric. Natalie walks by the cellar door, which is now mysteriously open. Mia, sounding like her human self, whimpers, and Natalie tries to help her. However, it's just a trick, and Natalie is attacked by demon Mia, who bites her hand and vomits blood into her mouth. Natalie is rescued by David, and they nailed the cellar door shut. Eric says that the demon is attached to Mia's soul, and needs a collection of souls to unleash a demon called the Abomination. They attempt to destroy the book by fire, but to no effect. Natalie tends to her wounds in the kitchen, but begins to show signs of possession in her body, specifically her hand that begins to rot. Mia, peeking from the cellar, insists she not cut it off. Natalie takes an electric knife and begins to saw her own arm off from above the elbow. As David and Eric discuss the ways to save Mia according to the book, they bury her alive, dismember her, or burn her alive, they are attacked by now fully possessed Natalie, wielding a nail gun. After a struggle for the shotgun, Natalie attacks Eric with a crowbar. He's saved just in time by David, who blows Natalie's arm off, turning her back human and killing her. They decide to burn down the cabin with Mia inside, covering it in gasoline, but David ultimately can't go through with it. David devises a new plan, digging a hole in the ground and grabbing two syringes from inside. David then descends into the cellar to get Mia, where she attacks with a box cutter taken from Natalie. Eric intervenes and is stabbed by Mia. David drags Mia out of the cellar with a bag over her head and begins to bury her in the hole outside. Mia reverts to her human form and attempts to manipulate David by talking about their mother. David pays no attention and finishes burying her alive. When the weather immediately calms down, David pulls Mia from the dirt and uses the syringes attached to a car battery to revive Mia. She comes back, and they hug, feeling that things are back to normal. When David enters the cabin to get his keys, he's stabbed in the neck by a possessed Eric. David locks Mia out of the cabin and uses the shotgun to shoot the gasoline, causing the cabin to explode, killing him and Eric. It begins to rain blood outside, and a demon begins to crawl out of the mud to attack Mia. It is the Abomination. An all-out bloody chase and brawl happens between Mia and the Abomination, leading to Mia losing an arm. Right as the Abomination looks to have one up to Mia, she's able to grab a chainsaw with her one good hand and chainsaw the Abomination in half. Hot dog style. The rain stops. The sun comes up. Everything finally seems back to normal. Mia has survived and leaves the cabin. The book shuts and awaits its next victims. The end. Bravo. Bravo. Okay, so my first question about this movie is, 
do you what do you think as far as is this a reboot a remake or a sequel what do you think I don't think it belongs in the same universe as the original Evil Dead because at that point there were so many movies in that franchise that they don't really relate at all to. This is much darker um, and different. So I would say that this is a reboot. I mean, I know this is like a really tough question and like the fa- like there's so much contention I was reading all about people's thoughts about why it's one way or another but i mean i do see a lot a lot of it um i mean there are a lot of things in the movie that i think fall under like the continuation sort of okay scenario because there's a lot of things that like that are in the movie that suggest that these characters like the characters in the previous movies have been where they are everything down to Ash's car like the car that that the character of Mia is sitting on in the very beginning is Ash's car it's the Delta Oh, you know so there's you know there's things like that that like suggest that these characters do technically live in the same universe but see I would kind of take that as more of like a wink wink like Halloween 2018 did that a lot right they did a lot of like you know sure and so that it's like a wink like hey audience we got you right 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 and there's a lot of things that like you know sort of um, you know go against the logic that it's in the same universe like the like where the cabin is in the original films the cabin is in Tennessee and this one is in Massachusetts and okay. you know so there's things like that that don't really add up that's separate but then they're you know but it, so you know it, it's hard to say it's hard to say like is it the same cabin is it different i know in the original like it they break into this cabin in this one the cabin belongs to the parents and um maybe maybe it's like okay it's like the necronomicon maybe it's like there are multiple books right like you know sure. like maybe this one just so happened to end up here because obviously that even looks different right whereas the first one had like a face on it this one's more just like pieces of skin right maybe there yeah maybe there are several nep- necronomicons maybe this is like a situation like a scenario that has several several different locations around because you know yeah. when you think about it what happens in the original and what happens in this one they sort of do parallel. They're not necessarily the same exact rec- recreation, especially because these are different characters. But a lot of the right. sa- same things happen to these characters. You know, whether it's, you know, the tree scene or it's the, you know, the cutting off of the hand moment. Or, mm-hmm. you know, so there's a lot of these moments that harken back to the originals. So it's like maybe, maybe like the demonic spirits sort of use the same playbook. You know when the, when yeah. the, when they're sort of executing this moment, it's like these are the things that are going to happen. No one one person's gonna get you know raped by the tree, and another person is going to cut their hand off, and another person is going to you know you know yeah you know, things like that, like things like gonna find a chainsaw, somebody's gonna lose a hand, you know. Um, right. So I I don't know. So it's hard to tell whether these are in the same universe. I'd like to believe that they're in the same universe personally. Really? I'd like to think that they're separate. Mm. Uh, and I think it's because I... Okay. 
controversial i'm sure but i like that these that this movie is darker i like that it's different i like this movie better because and, it, and it's because I, when i watched the first one because i don't have that nostalgia for it i i just look at it as silly it's dated it's you know yeah. overacted it's ridiculous <laughs> <Right>. but <laughs> so it's like it's just like it's it's a big old mess to me but this one is more like body horror it has a deeper storyline as far as like basically being a, a a metaphor for drug addiction and what it can do to your life sure. and so it's kind of like yeah i don't know i, I mean, think it, it's, it's just on a different level i mean i yeah there's definitely like a different difference in tone and and that was on purpose you know they they definitely wanted to sort of bring um you know a more serious tone to it but still they but they still had elements of the original in it yeah as far as like filmmaking wise yeah you can see the the side by side right exactly different shots Yeah, but this one is definitely like the colors are more muted you know, it's mm. rainy. There's a lot of rain, and it's just like it's sort of more like drab, I would say. <laughs> yeah, I mean, definitely, it's you know, it's not as fun to look at as far as aesthetic right. purposes. But it, it serves some. It's it is a feast for the eyes, though, because of the practical effects they were able right. to pull the off. The practical effects are a huge, huge bonus for this movie, which again is like, you know, going back to the original. I mean, I think that's a really good. Um, you know, homage to it because there's they, they had so much opportunity to use CGI and they opted to go practical and that and you know because they wanted to sort of stay authentic to um, the Evil Dead sort of legacy. Um, but the, the things that they like this movie is batshit gory. Like, oh, it's completely gory, and I I th- I think that it, it steers away from being scary and jump scares and you know you're not really looking for when the demon is going to pop out it's more so what's going to happen next to their bodies like who's going to get it next right. and what's going to happen to their body like what are they going to go through right and uh you know and I think they I think they do establish that like this movie is going to be absolutely crazy gory from the top and it just it just only gets gorier which uh yeah. which you know which I think is um a bold choice especially for a mainstream film to be this fucking gory and the fact that they that they loved it they embraced that fact when they were making this film this film was originally going to have a, a, an nc-17 rating and yeah. they were like great we love that and the studio was like yeah well, we're not gonna fucking wide release an nc-17 movie that will be money out of our pockets and so they're like, fine, we'll cut it down. So the fact that this movie was even gorier than what it is, is astounding. Yeah. I, you know, I never understood that. I'm like, wh- what's the difference between rated R and rated NC-17? Just because people can't bring their kids? Yeah. It's just, we have this weird thing about ratings in this country. And there's a documentary. But have you seen that documentary about the MPAA? Uh, no. Well, I don't remember what it's called, but um, the whole th- <laughs> it, it sort of just breaks out why the whole thing's kind of a crock of shit and it's really sketchy. It is. It's stupid because some movies I feel like should be NC-17. Literally. Like, I still wouldn't take my kid to see this. I think NC-17 sounds exciting to me. Everybody's so obsessed with making movies appropriate for teenagers. And I'm like, fuck that. I want to see a movie that is NC-17 in theaters on the big screen right. in the IMAX theater. I want to see 
I want to see the action. Yeah, and, and they went for it. I mean, some of the, the things that they do in this movie are just just stomach churning like we were we were watching it yeah. last night and <laughs> made the mistake of eating while doing it and i'm not like a particularly squeamish person but everybody i was yeah. watching it with was like i have not looked at the screen for like 20 minutes <laughs> they're like i've like, been looking at the wall because oh my god there is there is vomit there is dismemberment there is just insane things what would you say are some of your favorite um <laughs> gory moments in this oh my god there are so many um okay so i love the razor blade with the tongue oh yeah i think that was so cool so effective um i love when natalie chops her arm off oh, and yeah. um you know seeing it is kind of like you know whatever but then i think when she gets up and she's like i feel so much better now and it just plops to the floor yeah i love that but and um the one that gets me where i'm like Ugh! Is when she, is when Olivia yes. is stabbing him in the eye with a syringe. Yes, that is the hardest. That's that the craziest one. So, uh, and yes, there's that, that there's is, that moment ugh. where he has to pull the needle out from under his eye. Uh, oh yes. my god! Like there are some gnarly that close up. There are shot. some gnarly things in this movie, but that one as. You know, in the grand scheme of things, it's so much smaller than some of the horrific things that happen. But yeah. there's something about that needle in the eye that was just like, oh, like, oh, you know what? Another one that makes my butthole clench is um, when she pulls yes. her hand from under the car. Oh my God, it looks like gum. Ooh. I'm like, what the fuck is that? Like, what did they use? This bitch is made out of yeah, clay. Yeah, she's gumby. She's all, ooh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh my god! It, ooh, yes. yes. There's a, what? What about you? Any in addition to I that? I mean, oh, oh, uh, probably the one where she, where, what's his name? Uh, the character of Eric is being attacked with the crowbar, and and oh, and he gets hit yes. in the hand, and his hand just like splits in half. Ooh, oh my. <laughs> yes. That one got. Yes. Because he's like defending. He's like covering his face. Defending himself. Yeah, and yes. just, his hand just gets mangled. And she's just hacking away. Yes. Oh, that part is. so so Even gross. the nail gun. Oh, the nail gun is like you're cringing. Like, where's it gonna go? Oh, yeah, with- first, yeah, and she's like shooting herself in the face with the nail gun, and then she when she comes back to her sort of human self, she's like, my face hurts. So it's like, yeah, no <laughs> shit, bitch. So that kind of brings us to these characters. Um, the 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 amount of effort that I'm sure had to go into this movie is was I'm sure extreme. I think Jane Levy, who plays uh, Mia, did an astounding job. Yeah, and I think she's. I think it's great that she um, that she becomes the hero of this. I think that's a really kind of spectacular twist that I don't think is expected. Yeah. Because I I I, I, I like that too. Because I do see the storyline as a metaphor for drugs. What can happen to? I mean, not necessarily this would happen to your body when you're on drugs, but your body completely falls apart, and you drive your friends and family away, and then ultimately the only thing that can save you is overcoming your own demons. And I really love that kind of parallel to drug use. Yeah, I think that's really smart, and I think it's nice that they. I mean, they sort of set up. There's not. Let's be honest. There's not a lot of story in this movie. And they they try a little bit, which, um, which try. you know they actually brought in Diablo Cody apparently to sort of spice up the story a little bit, which I think is interesting. I had no idea. Which she they probably only needed her to spice up the one scene of actual storyline. So, um, yeah. Uh, so I I think that's cool that they brought her in, 
But um, I kind of like this yeah. idea of like the siblings. Like we've been doing a lot of like weird sibling movies lately. But um, we have. You know, we're about to do a next week. Too. <laughs> yeah, literally. <laughs> and um, I I like the idea that like they have they have a bit of a strained relationship in that David, the character of David was he was like mm. not there for the death of his mother and so she sort of holds that against him and Mia she's her own demons is that she's a junkie and you know the story like them going a pathetic junkie yeah and so the story to be <laughs> honest to me I see it as like a story of redemption for both of them because David has the opportunity to be there for his family because his sister is going through this horrific thing and then he's the one that's really fighting to save her life when she's possessed by this demon and yeah he's the one that comes up with the idea to diff him yeah diff- yeah exactly so he fight you know yeah, he fights his way through all these demons and and he he somehow bitch i don't know how the hell he just knew how to create a defibrillator defibrillator out of fucking a car battery fucking car battery (laughs) you know and um you know and he's able to have his redemption where he's there for his family he doesn't survive unfortunately but um you know he, he gets to go out having saved his sister and so that's sort of his redemption arc and whereas mia's is um you know she gets the chance to be the hero in her story she you know she's uh, addicted to drugs and um she's sort of at at the mercy of that and by the end and you know the demon takes over and she's at the mercy of that but at the the end of it she's able to overcome and she begets she gets to be the hero of her story and she gets to fight back and she gets to say not today motherfucker demon not today, not, Satan. Not today, Satan. Mm-hmm. And she, you know, chainsaws her demons away. And I love that the demon looks like her. Yeah, but yeah. I mean, it is her, but, you know. Right. I love that. Yeah, absolutely. And so I, I think I think that it, story-wise, like I said, there's not too much story, but I do think what they do here with the story is great because I think, obviously, the main focus of this movie is the gore and the, and the gags and, yeah, and the things like because that. Yeah, because they... They were besides that little bit of story. They, I think, most of what they thought would be the story is the relationship between the characters. Right. Um, but I think Eric is probably the most annoying character. I honestly think that Olivia, Natalie, and Eric are pointless and just they're just body count. Their body count. Eric, I mean, he's the one that unleashes the demon, right. I guess, because he's a teacher and probably does some sort of studies right. on shit. Yeah, like exactly. He's sort of fault. He's like the smart one. Like, he just has a knowledge of like weird, de- like, I don't know, which even yeah. though he's the stupid one who gets them all into the situation because his curiosity about this book that's in- covered in barbed wire gets the best of him and then ends up unleashing this shit on all of them. Um, yeah. yeah, and I just don't like his angsty sort of demeanor. I, th- it's it's annoying to me. And then Olivia, She's I don't pointless. know, her story's like she was uh, gonna be a doctor, but she couldn't, so now she's just a nurse or, or something. She's like only that. there. She was there to body count, and also I think she's just there to make sure that there are random medical supplies around for the main characters to use later. Like the like the defibrillator <laughs> yeah. saying like there now there are like syringes there because she's a nurse and that was her purpose right. that served and the worst one to me is yeah. Natalie. Uh, oh, she's the worst actress. She's the too. worst actress and also her character literally has no point other than to be 
a body food or you know i absolutely despise her character i think that i even wrote it down i said natalie is the worst who is she well she they i mean they don't give her any (laughs) moment the girlfriend she doesn't have any reason for being there she's just there um and so yeah she's uh, that's i mean but i get it they just need they need bodies but it doesn't her character doesn't serve any purpose and she doesn't really even seem to fit into any of the tropes to be honest either no no she doesn't and she's she's battling an american accent which (laughs) (laughs) and and it's just like she um okay so even if you have a shitty part like that like if your acting abilities are there, maybe you can make something of it. And she does absolutely nothing to bring that char- that flat-ass character to life. Yeah, I mean, yeah. And, I mean, the material she was given obviously wasn't great. And that sucks because I don't, no, I don't she know. She didn't do anything with right, it either. That's, it's her that, fault, that too. That probably sucks that it's like, you know, she has this great, that she gets this opportunity to be in this movie and she gets to play the fucking wallpaper girl, you know? Like seriously, but I, I I feel like she used it more as a class to try to like hold an American accent as long as she could. Right, absolutely. Do you did you notice though that um that their names spell out the word demon? David, Eric, Mia, Olivia, and Natalie. Yeah. No, I didn't ever realize Isn't that, that. Is that written down somewhere? Did you look yeah, that I up? Did, bitch. The internet tells you some crazy things. <laughs> <laughs> no, I didn't even fucking realize but do you know, that. Wow, but do you know who, insightful. Do you know who, who I think the most tragic character in this movie is? Grandpa no. the dog. Oh. oh, poor grandpa. Grandpa, what did he ever do? Also, and that name is to deserve that <laughs> yeah. name. Well, I think that name is hilarious and so cute. I was like, Grandpa, I love him for that dog. What a cute little wolf love. Oh, yeah. You know. Okay, so. The tree rape scene. Yeah. That's something that directly comes from the original yes. movie. And I, yeah, and I was going to bring that up too. And I'm thinking, okay, is this still necessary to put in the film? I personally yes. do not think so. No. <laughs> no, why? I don't know. Like, we know it's in the original, you know, which was made in the 80s. And, and I understand that it's like, oh, it's such an iconic scene, but like, I don't know. I, now, like, I feel like back then it was used for shock value, but now we've seen it. We've seen it in that version. And do we did yeah. did we need to see it again in this film? Especially how even more graphic they make it. I mean, I don't know. What does it add to the story? It doesn't really come back. It's never referenced again. I, it's it was solely put in there to reference the original. But I do feel like in two thousand thirteen, even in two thousand thirteen, that it's a reference we could have left out. Well, I think that it's such an iconic scene from the original that I felt like they just reworked it to you know that's how she gets possessed, and I feel like they probably couldn't top what the original did. I know it's a weird scene, but it's almost like I don't know what else they could have done. To get her possessed. Oh my God. You know there what I mean? There are so many things that could have done. <laughs> I mean, there are, but there would have been a lot of things that we've already seen before. But no, no other movie has a tree rape scene. Yeah, but then, uh, then you, but then you are left with a tree rape scene, and I don't know. It's, I don't know. It's I mean, not it, my, it's, it's not. It's my least favorite part of the movie, and I just wish they would have left that one. Really? Yes, I wish they would have left it out. It doesn't serve any purpose to me. I think. Well, it serves the purpose of her getting possessed, but no, but I mean, it, like. I, it, but it is for shock value. It's not really right. for anything but. Um, I don't think. I mean, it's like a. It's like a. 
a violation, you know, it's and that, and that's that is squeamish yeah. and that is a sensitive subject for people. They shouldn't have to really sit through that. You're right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But but I mean, I don't mind it. I don't think that I mind it in the original and I don't mind it in the remake. Either. I mean, I, but that's me. I know that it could be for other people. They uh, yeah. could be like you and fucking I hate don't know. it. But. I just I just it's just not my favorite part. I you know, even in the original, I'm like, oh, God, this is like I I feel like I'm more like oh, this is a product of its time. But now I'm kind of like, we've learned a lot since then. Like, let's let's move on from this. But I don't know. Maybe people were, were you know, who are diehards were clamoring for that reference who were like, I need tree rape. Yeah. Well, because, you know, if it would have been anything else, they, yeah, I think that some of those diehard fans would have been like, God, you know, you know, they would have been disappointed or yeah, something like but that. Like, it, it, they probably would have come up with some alternate that would have been a little lackluster or whatever. I'm sure that was like the first scene that was written for this movie. Yeah, they're like, okay, Evil Dead, where do we start? Okay, tree rape. <laughs> Let's page one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm sure there's some deeper meaning behind it. Like, I'm sure there's a reason <laughs> why this movie was why they chose it. I've never looked it up, but... I don't think that... I mean, I the, uh, the original, yeah, it was for shock, it was value. shock But then value. again... We ju- yeah, how we... Look at how in the 80s women were treated in movies and horror movies in general. They're like, oh, whatever, we're gonna rape a girl with a tree. Yeah, and this time the tree's holding her down. Yeah. I don't remember that being in the original. Yeah, literally. And so, I don't know. It's uncomfortable. It's, uncomfortable, it's an uncomfortable and scene. I would personally would have le- left it on the floor, but... Anyway, so the rest of the demons, I do. What one thing I really do like about these films, because I am a big fan of like the originals and um, even Ash versus Evil Dead. I've seen all of it. Um, I really like the fact that these the demons in this franchise are like tricksters and they kind of play mind games and also they have very dirty mouths. I love that about yes. Them. You know, and like, like that's the kind of shock value that I can get down with. I'm like, okay, like, yeah, let's get these demons. Like, of course, like demons from hell, they would say some crazy shit. Your mother sucks cocks in hell. Yeah, literally. So one, I wrote down some of my favorite uh-huh. quotes from this movie that the, uh-huh. the demons say. Um, I really like the one that says, uh, "Kiss me, you dirty cunt." I really like. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah. <laughs> And then, Coming from the person who just <laughs> demolished the rape, the tree rape scene. <laughs> and then um, the other one I really liked um, was, why don't you come down here? Let me suck your cock, pretty boy. I really liked that one. I was like, oh, my God. Because well, that used to be your pickup line. Ah, I was like, yeah. I was like, <laughs> I was like, this demon has the confidence I wish I had. <laughs> Are you kidding me? I've heard you say that on the Castro. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. The- I like I like the trickery. I like what you were saying about the trickery because I love that even in the beginning scene where she's like, "Daddy, I want to go home. Yeah. Where's mom? You yeah, know." And, and then all of a sudden she's like, "I'm gonna eat your. Soul. I'll kill you. Yeah, I'll, I'll eat, eat your eat soul. Your soul. Um, yeah, no, I. I'll kill you like I killed your wife. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I really like that they have, they just say like really outlandish, crazy over the top things. I think that is really <laughs> like a very original yeah. concept for them, um, which yeah. I mean, they do. They say crazy shit in the original, too. But I just always liked that about yeah. these demons. Um, but mm-hmm. they also, yeah, they're also really smart. Like they try to prey on their um, their vulnerabilities a lot, which yeah. is actually really that's actually really scary to me. Yeah. When she starts singing that song from the basement, yeah, the, which the song that the mom yeah, would sing or, to or them. that moment when um 
David is burying Mia and she has like the plastic bag over her head and then they they revert it reverted back to like human Mia and she's like hyperventilating yes. and they're just like I can't breathe like she's trying like they try to fuck with the, the mind, mind of, the, of the person yeah. who's you know who is which them. okay I absolutely hate that he dresses her up to bury her it's silly it's silly but I feel like it's silly like these movies are silly and, and, like and what well, I think that the only thing I don't like about it is that the rest of the movie's tone is sort of dark and then once the third act hits all of a sudden we hit sort of zany cartoony Sam Raimi Bill, mm-hmm. you know and that's when like, yeah. we have like the quick edits as far as like when he he builds that battery really quickly it's like you know that kind of quick yes. cartoony editing which are which is from yes. the original and yeah and like why does he dress her up i don't know it's like is that necessary so that she can look cool for that kick-ass ending. yeah they're like this is gonna be a great which i Halloween love when costume. she sh- when she shoves that chainsaw into the demon and then just completely slices oh it yeah the half. abomination i love that the abomination. Yeah. I like the Necronomicon too. I think the art in it is cool. I like how it pertains to like what's happening around them. Yeah. The water boiling. I, oh yeah. That's shaving of the face. I like, yeah, I like the the water boiling as like that's how you know when demons are near is when the water starts boiling. When the water starts boiling. Like, oh, that's so interesting. Yeah. Yeah, and it, it, I, 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 lo- I I love how like it's so convenient that like they're like, in order for this to happen, we need five people to be, you know. Dude, it's, oh, it's yeah. hilarious. They're like, well, that's oh, so cool that's why Natalie's here. Yeah, <laughs> literally. Yeah, it's like it's just funny. It's like, oh, this is such a circumstantial situation that all these. Well, it makes me wonder where the other girl came from. The girl in the beginning. I wish they would have expanded right. yeah, on that. Yeah, that's also kind of a little that's bit also more. strange. It's like, yeah, what is that story? Why is that? And who were those? Who was people? that old lady chanting from the like? And the and those melted people that were there next to her. Yeah, literally. Well, I okay. So then I think that. Maybe I don't know for sure, but I know um, I I read an interview with Sam Raimi talking about a potential sequel to this. It's so oh. there's there's kind of it's kind of up in the air. This was like what in 2019. I'm sure this was pre-shut down COVID, whatever. But um, right. so Sam Raimi does want to do another Evil Dead. He's flat out was like I, I want that I want it to happen, but they there's like three different ideas sort of going around at the moment okay. as far as like what they want to do. So the first one is a, a direct sequel to this movie. Okay. Um, you know, a lot of people really do really want Mia and Ash to find, find each, each other. other. They want that. They okay. want, they want that like sort of team up between them because they're sort of the heroes of both of these stories. And they're like, they, and the po- there's a post credit scene in this, which I never yeah. knew about until I just let the movie run, where he shows up and kind of yeah, like smiles. It, at yeah, the and he says "groovy," which is like an iconic groovy. Evil Dead um, quote. And uh, yeah, so people really want to see the team up of Mia and Ash. So I'm okay. so that's a potential. But uh, Sam Raimi said that he would really want uh, the director Fide Alvarez to come back to direct it. But he's like, you know. However, he's sort of. Uh, in demand director now after he you know directed probably the, the number one horror movie of 2016 which was don't breathe also starring jane levy 
Right. And so he's sort of gone on to bigger things. And Sam Raimi doesn't think that he would come back to direct a sequel to Evil Dead. I think if Jane Levy was down, I think he would. I mean, maybe. Obviously, he... he because they they make a good team. Yeah. I think he brings a lot out of her that... Yeah, and so... Uh, she shines If, she, if she's a little bit of his muse or something, I feel like, you know, maybe, maybe he would come back. But, I mean, it would take... Yeah. It would take some convincing, and I know um, Bruce Campbell loves this character, so of course he would be down. Um, so that's—I mean, it's all he's got. Yeah. <laughs> well, he—he he actually <laughs> owns like part of the rights. The, so Sam Raimi, oh, um, Bruce Campbell, and uh, somebody else—I forgot who the third person is—they all own Evil Dead. Like he—he he was almost not down for this movie to be created oh. because he—he's not in it. Well, yeah. Uh, he didn't want other people recreating the character of Ash. And so, oh, and so once, once I don't even think there's a glimpse right, of him. So in once it. they told him the idea was to not, to have completely different characters and then he was like, "Oh, okay, that's fine." Fine. You know, but I but that makes sense. It's like this is this is probably Bruce Campbell's biggest legacy he's going to leave behind as an actor. Like uh, like yeah. Ash is a huge huge character within the horror universe that people have so much love for and so oh absolutely so like, i understand him not wanting to give somebody else the opportunity to go and i don't know play it and reinvent, yeah, reinvent the character, the character yeah. and yeah so anyway so that's the first idea so the second idea is a film sequel to ash versus evil dead the, show. the show which was yeah. three seasons which um you know, uh, the ending, I remember, I guess it was kind of open-ended. And so I could see them, like, those characters are great. I'm sure they could bring that back. I feel like it would probably be like a, you know, a Star's original film. I don't know, or like, you know, it wouldn't be like a, I don't feel like it would. <laughs> it wouldn't be like a wide right, release I don't think it'd be like a theatrical release deal. kind of thing if they did okay, that. Okay, scrap that idea. And then there's the third idea, which is a mystery, which Sam Raimi said he wouldn't say what it is yet okay so that's probably the one they're leaning toward yeah obviously. and so i don't know but i would you know what i would like to see and this might be crazy i would like okay. if there was a three-way mashup between evil dead with like ash and mia and then drag me to hell oh wouldn't that be like if they like i don't know if they I've always had like an idea, like if we ever do a Drag Me to Hell episode, I'm sure I'll expand on this more. But like I've always had yeah. a, a desperate want for them to uh, to save her character from being dragged to hell no. or like going down to hell and like saving her. Wow. And I was like, what if like Ash and Mia and like Justin Long were involved in like trying to save her? And like, I don't know. I, I, I feel like Drag Me to Hell does live in the same universe as the evil dead films yeah i totally could i don't see why not yeah. why not expand on it people love that movie right too. exactly and it you know it has a lot of similarities as far as like style and at, you know the over this top over the top sort of slap stickiness of it all and um so personally yeah. that would be what i would like to see from the mystery third idea but um it's not up to me it's up to right. it's up to Sir Sam Raimi, and so I um, I give it over to him. <laughs> <laughs> Take it away. Take it away, Sam I guess. Raimi. <laughs> well, I would love to see Bruce Campbell return as Ash. Uh, to be honest, I think Bruce Campbell's hot. Ooh, he's yeah, he, yeah, he's like an old. He's his yeah, he is. He's he. I think he was hot in Evil Dead, and I think he's hot 
In Ash vs. Evil Dead. I think he, he used to be really hot. <laughs> I think he still is. He's just so, like... I like him a little bigger. Oh, yeah, and why not? I love that fucking jawline. My God. I just want to, like, lick it. Like, his face. I find his personality really attractive even though he, like ashes like character even though he's kind of a jackass he's like a total douchey jackass as an as an older man but i really like him i don't know why I, you know he's he's ash you can't you can't yeah it's his i think it's his face i love it yeah. i think he's really handsome no, he is he's a handsome dude and he was hot back then and yeah he's a handsome distinguished gentleman with a big boomstick Ooh, I would love that. Maybe we can see his dick on the big screen. Oh my god! <laughs> Maybe it can turn into a chainsaw. Ah, into a de- gets possessed. Needs to cut it off. <laughs> <laughs> no, <laughs> no. But then you get it. Then you get to keep it. Oh my god! I'm turning into one of these demons. Oh, bitch. literally. <laughs> oh my gosh. But um, yeah. So overall, what are your thoughts? What do you do? You, do you like the movie? What I obviously. But my overall thoughts are from the angle of being, you know that metaphor for drug addiction i think that it's a really cool way to kind of retweak that um evil dead storyline that evil dead feel that sort of you know the demons and the necronomicon and all of that i think that's a really cool way to utilize those tools that the original gave them um i like the original i know i said you know it's a little stupid and silly because because it is but i really i think that this movie does a much better job in bringing the terror to the Evil Dead franchise. So, sure. I love this movie. I mean, it's not up there with my favorites, but I like it a lot. Right. I Yeah, and I, I think what I like about this movie is that I think it's a worthy continuation of the franchise. I think it's like a good a good step in the evolution of the Evil Dead franchise. So, like, I don't, I don't, yeah. I don't, I don't know if I... I want to want to say it's like better or worse than the than the previous ones. It's the next step. It's just the next step and I think yeah. and I think that they really okay. stepped it up and I think I don't mind the tonal shift that it's a little darker and you know because they do sort of have a lot of reference to the original. So they it's not like they just disregarded it completely. Like there's still no. Yeah, there's like yeah. still a lot of moments where they, you know, they they at least nod to it, they wink at it, they wink at the camera and um yeah so i do really like this movie i i think it's very good and i i'm excited to see what the <laughs> what the next step is if there's another aside one. from the acting and the dialogue yes. for the supporting actors yes. other than that it's a it's a good yeah, it's a, it's a good film. time if you have the stomach for it uh, yeah totally and i think that the next step would then be to combine the two yeah uh, you know if that's yeah why not yeah i think it's that's not going right. anywhere else right exactly and i think people want to see ash back on the big screen and I, you know i i agree i think that'd be a, a fun melding of these two worlds get that it that has been sort you know that people have been confused about like how they relate to each other i think that would sort yeah. of clarify a lot of questions as well yeah why not make that would be a better storyline than the one in this movie <laughs> yeah <laughs> absolutely all right oh my God. well um i think this abomination is <laughs> wrecked a lot of people must like this movie because this beat out three other films that i felt would win over this yeah. jennifer's body yeah <laughs> for one everyone always thinks we're doing jennifer's body it's yeah. like no we're not i, I not thought yet. i thought everybody was just gonna be salivating at the mouth for us to do jennifer's body but i guess yeah. y'all don't give a fuck just 
And honestly, The Exorcist and The Exorcism of Emily Rose were neck and neck. I was like, what? That I was shocking. I thought, I th- because we kind of just threw The Exorcism of Emily Rose in there as just like a, yeah, yeah you know, let's just whatever. throw this in there because it's a possession film and I can't think of any other quality possession film <laughs> to throw in here. So why not, you know? And uh, people were, were gunning for it. So... I put it on our list of potential future episodes because I'm like, people must love this movie. Oh, yeah, I Never guess knew so. That. Neither did I. Yeah. But then it got down to um, The Exorcist versus Evil Dead, and Evil Dead fucking blew The Exorcist out of the water. It was really crazy. And and then we get to it, and we're like, the story sucks. Actually. <laughs> <laughs> no, y'all fucked no, up. I, no, no. no, I do like this movie. And next week, we'll be doing your choice for our Halloween episode, yeah, which is... What a surprise. Shocking, shocking, the Halloween multiverse. So we're going to take a different approach, because... If you're a fan of the Halloween series, you know everything there is to know about this fucking franchise. Right. So we're going to take a different approach to it and hopefully it'll pay off. Hopefully. I mean, it's a big, it's a big job, but somebody's got to do it. His fucking idea was this. Yeah. Yours, bitch. (laughs) I know. I know. I was like, (laughs) I know. Why don't we do all fucking a hundred Halloween films? (laughs) Um, well, also, we have a little bit of a surprise for you that we've been cooking up because we, like we said earlier, we had to scrap the Haunted Mask episode. So we've come up with something completely original that nobody else is going to do. And that is a Beard the Talking Queers Halloween special. Yes, yes. We won't give too much away nope. as of right now, but it's going to be a special Halloween treat. Um, so I hope you have a sweet tooth because it's going to be so much fun. Yes. I I can't even wait. We've done so much already. I just can't wait to finish it I off. Know, it's it's going to so, be so good. It's so exciting. And there's going to be surprises. There's going to be announcements. And there's going to be just pure Halloween joy. And that is going to be dropped on October 30th, the day before Halloween. So you have all day and all the next day to get your um, Fear the Talking Queers Halloween ness in. Yes, bitch. And who knows? Maybe for somebody like uh, Daniel over at the Creepy Crap Podcast, maybe October 30th will be his <laughs> Halloween. I know. I don't know how time works. I don't know what the time zone I don't know what the that. fuck Australia does. <laughs> Aren't they one day ahead, like China? <laughs> yes. Uh, all right well um you have that to look forward to you have a whole halloween multiverse episode to look forward to so don't say we never did nothing for you right halloween month is just getting better and better over here at fear the talking queers absolutely so um we have a lot of work to do so we're gonna get on that so i'm gonna bid you a sweet screams bitch 